Hello everyone, welcome to Christmas Around the World, I'm your host, George Niblock, and today, for this episode, I'm going to go over how Christmas is celebrated in Mexico, how their, what their traditions are. It is currently five weeks until Christmas, I'm so excited for it. Christmas to get here, but there's a certain magic about the days leading up to Christmas because it's when families get together, families just, it's so magical seeing all the Christmas lights, hearing all the Christmas carols on the radio, seeing all the Christmas movies, but yeah. Without further ado, let's, I just wanted to get that out there, but without further ado, let's get into today's episode of Christmas Around the World. Thank you. So, if y'all are new to the podcast, I'm going... I usually read from this website, whychristmas.com, that tells all the information about how Christmas is celebrated in the world, in different countries, and then I talk about, I talk about what I just read, so let's get into it. In Mexico, Christmas is celebrated from December 12th to January 6th, so it, so usually Christmas for the U.S. is celebrated December 24th and December 25th, December 24th being Christmas Eve and December, December 25th is Christmas Day. From December 16th to Christmas Eve, children often perform the Posada processions of posadas. Posada is Spanish for inn or lodging. There are nine posadas. These celebrate the part of the Christmas story where Joseph and Mary look for somewhere to stay. Uh, For the posadas, the outside of the house are decorated with evergreens, moss, and paper lanterns. So, in um, uh, the days leading up to Christmas over here, we decorate the houses with lights and decorations. They decorate with evergreens, moss, and paper lanterns. For each posada's children are given candles and a board with a painted clay figure of Mary riding on a donkey and Joseph to process around the streets with... They call at the house of friends and neighbors and sing a song at each home. The song they sing is about Joseph and Mary asking for a room in the house, but the children are told that there is no room in the house and that they must go away. Eventually they are told there is room and are welcome in. When the children go into the house, they say prayers of thanks and then they have a party with food games and fireworks so in mexico christmas like in most other countries 
it's uh, like a religious holiday. I, I, I'm a Christian, so I celebrate Christmas by putting mangers and up in my house. And, yeah. Yeah, so it's a big celebration for me and my family, too, because how our religion... I'm, I know that you can celebrate Christmas and not be religious, but it's just... It's special to uh, to Christians uh, to have uh, Christmas. That may not, not make sense, but that's how I see it. Uh, but you can... You can be not religious and still celebrate Christmas and still still be happy at Christmas time. Each each night at wait each night a different household the households of the Posada party at the final Posada on Christmas Eve a manger and figure or uh, of shepherds are put to the board. No, put on to the board. When the Posada house has been found, a baby Jesus is put into the manger, and then families go to a midnight church service. After the church service, there are more fireworks to celebrate the start of Christmas. So here, here, I know I'm saying, talking about the U.S. a lot, but I just like comparing these celebrations to the celebrations that I know in the U.S. But here in the U.S. we don't have fireworks. It would be cool to have fireworks, but we don't really have. A lot of other countries celebrate Christmas more than the U.S. I mean, uh, yeah, the U.S. Uh, celebrates their Christmas, but over in different countries, they have different celebrations, and they have a lot of parties at Christmas time. One game that is often played at Posada parties is piñata, and we all know what a piñata is. A piñata is a decorated clay or paper mache drawer filled with sweets and hung from uh, the ceiling or tree branches. The piñata is often decorated something like a ball with sev seven peaks around it. The peaks or spikes represent the seven deadly sins. See, I didn't know that. Uh, piñata can also be in a form of an animal or bird such as a donkey. That's Now that's the type of piñata I know because I've seen everybody has seen piñatas being used before and usually they are shaped like donkeys or like at birthday parties now they are shaped like different cartoon characters or I mean it can be anything. I've seen uh, uh, gone to Walmart before and there be uh, there'd be piñatas shaped like Spongebob, or, yeah, stuff like that, different things. Uh, 
To play the game, the children are blindfolded and take it in turns to hit the piñata with a stick until it splits open and the sweet pour out. Then the children rush to pick up as many sweets as they can. So, yeah, like, I mean, we all know how piñatas are used. So, we don't have to talk about that because, I mean, piñata has been, piñatas... It came, f uh, I'm think, it came from uh, Mexico's heritage, and now a lot of people use it. As well as pasadas, there is another type of Christmas play known as pastorellas, the shepherds. These tell the story of the shepherds going to find the baby Jesus and often very funny. The devil tries to stop the shepherds by tempting them along the way, but the shepherds always get there in get there in the end, often with the help of the archangel Michael who comes and beats the devil. Now since I'm a relig since because of my religion, I know a lot of these characters. It seems like most like Christmas celebrations, even in different countries, it all comes back around to the night that Jesus was born. S some of the stories may differ, but it all comes around to baby Jesus. Because that's what I see Christmas as. The night when Jesus was born and the night when you're supposed to just... You're supposed to give back to the community and do what, what you think he would, he would do. Careful people, get together with your loved ones, celebrate that night. Nativity scenes are known as Nascimento, sorry if I mispronounced that, are very popular in Mexico. They are often very large with the figures being life-size, so I've seen nativity scenes like they are life-size nativity scenes I've seen those I've seen every like a lot of they have this thing where I live and they probably have it at a lot of other places they have a live-action nativity uh, where you go in your car and you watch uh, a play of the na nativity scene of them in the manger and them in the uh, in the that night. Sorry if I, I I'm trying to think of what it is I want to say. Uh, the figures are often made of clay and are traditionally passed down through families. So, so the stuff, so the decorations, the figures for the nativity scene are passed down through families. So, 
that that's good because uh, Christmas should be about family, and if you don't have the a family to lean on for Christmas, it's about people who care about you, who you think as families. I mean, it could not be blood, uh, blood relatives, or it could not be from your like family, it could be like friends that you care deeply about. Although the wait, I forgot where I was. Uh, passed down through families as well as normal figures of Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and the shepherds, and the three kings. There are often lots of other figures of different people, including women making tortillas. People selling food and different animals and birds like flamingos. The figures can be brought from market in cities all over Mexico. The baby Jesus is normally added to the scene during the evening of Christmas Eve. The three kings are added at Epiphany. Which Epiphany, Epiphany, if I can find it, uh, which I can't. Uh, uh, January 6th is Epiphany. So the three kings are added at Epiphany. So Christmas trees are becoming more popular in Mexico, but the main and most important decoration is still the nativity scene. So that's a good that the main most important decoration is the nativity scene because without I know I'm probably going to fan people, but it's just my religion that I say this because I believe that the nativity is what why we have Christmas now. Christmas Eve is known as Noche Biana and is a family day. People often take part in the final posada and then in the evening have the main Christmas meal. Popular dishes for the main Christmas meal include puzzle, a thick soup made of hominy, chicken, or pork, and chilies with uh, which is topped with the greens. Roasted turkey, roasted pork, tamales, uh, bacalo, salt S, which uh, bacalo is salt cod, romerito, a green vegetable that that's cooked in a mold sauce with potatoes and shrimp, and there are normally salads served as side dishes such as such as ensalada, noche biana, Christmas Eve salad for dessert, bianolas uh, or very popular, they are fried pastries sprinkled with sugar and cinnamon or a hot sugar syrup. I always like learning about new des desserts for Christmas because when you think about Christmas, you think about all the sweets like all the sugar cookies, uh, peppermint sticks, everything. So. Bionolas come in two shapes, flat and round or ball. 
to drink, uh, there might be punch, a warm Christmas punch made with fruit and rumpopes, a drink like eggnog, which often has rum added to it. Doesn't egg eggnog uh, have rum? Rum uh, can be added to. At midnight, many people go to midnight mass service, known as Misa del Gallo, which means mass of the rooster. I've heard in a diff in different countries they have midnight mass service too. Poinsettia flower, poinsettia flower. Is it poinsettia or poinsettia? Uh, I would just say poinsettia. Are known as Noche Buena Christmas Eve flowers in Mexico. Uh, on the night, uh, on the twenty third of December, in the town plaza of Oaxaca City in the Mexican state of Oaxaca, there's Noche de Rabanos, the night of the radishes. There are competitions in different categories. For scenes made up of several carved radishes, I've I've never heard about that. The night of uh, radishes. It's a weird tradition, but it does. It sounds really cool. Uh, the traditional category is for scenes of things like the nativity story, Oaxacan uh, traditions, and local. Wildlife like alligators, oh, like the nativity story, Oaxacan traditions, and local wildlife like alligators. The free cat, the free category has more modern themes like character, caricatures of politicians. There are different prizes for adults and children. The radishes used for quavin are grown especially for the Noche de Rabanos. And they're extra large, often more than 50 centimeters or nearly 20 inches. Long and can weigh up to 3 kilograms or 6.5 pounds. So, and I'm seeing, because it's showing pictures of the, the sculptures that they, uh, they carve out of radishes and... It looks pretty cool. I mean, I will have put the link in the description of this website. So if y'all wanna read too and learn about different countries, you can do that too. Uh, over 10 tons of radishes are normally used during the festival. The radishes are used often have red skin and white flesh, so that when carved, there are there's a bright difference between the two. They are harvested around the 18th of December and carved ready for the 23rd. The competition of Nacho de Rabanos started in 1897. Oaxaca has a tradition of wood carving and farmers began to carve radishes into Christmas figure and table centerpiece to sell at the Christmas uh, market held on the 23rd of December. 
One legend says the selling and quarting of radishes at the Christmas market started in the mid-1700s when two monks brought some extra-large radishes to the market. The mayor of Oaxaca City started the competition in 1897 as a way of attracting more people to the Christmas market. Thousands of visitors now visit the market every year to see the carved radishes on Noche de Rebanos. The radishes start going brown after a few hours. On the Christmas Eve, a church's parade float parade floats through the plaza. These don't have radishes on them, by the way. And on Christmas Day, there are fireworks and Christmas meals. People in Mexico also Mexico also celebrate Los Santos Innocentes, or Day of the Innocent Saints. On December 28th, and it's very like April Fool's Day in the UK and USA, 28th of December is when people remember the babies that were killed on the order of King Herod when he was trying to kill baby Jesus. In some states of Mex in Mexico, children expect Santa Claus to come on December 24th. In the south of Mexico, children expect presents on January 6th at Epiphany, which is known as El Dia de los Reyes. And, yeah, so, so in some states, they still believe Santa Claus comes on December 24th. On El Dia de los Reyes, the presents are left by the three kings or magi. If you've had a visit from Santa on Christmas Eve, you might also get some candy on El Dia de los Reyes. It's traditional to eat a special cake called Rasca de Reyes. Three Kings Cake on Epiphany. A figure of baby Jesus is hidden inside the cake. Whoever has the baby Jesus in their piece of the cake is the godparent of Jesus for that year. I've actually heard about that before. Another important day is La Candelaria. The candles or Virgin Virginia de la Candelaria. Virgin of Light or Candles. This is also known as Candlemas in uh, other countries around the world. On the 2nd February, of it marks the end of the Mexican Christmas celebration. Lots of Mexicans have a party for Candelaria. In Mexico, presents might also be brought by El, El Nenito Dios, Baby Jesus, and Santa Claus. Santa Claus. In Mexico, most people speak Spanish, Espanol, so Happy Merry Christmas is Feliz Navidad. Uh, that's probably not how you say that Feliz Navidad, but I'm just going by this, uh, how the song the Feliz Navidad sings, says. Uh... The largest ever angel ornament was made in Mexico. It was made in January 2001 by Sergio Rodriguez in the town of Zaza in the state of Nuevo Leon. 
the angel was 18 feet 3 inches. So it's a big angel. And has the wingspan of 11 feet 9 inches. Perhaps the most amazing thing about the angel was that it was completely made out of old beer bottles. 2,946 of them. So that was... That is interesting. I didn't know that about the uh, largest ever angel ornament. That's cool that they, instead of throwing that many uh, beer bottles away, they chose to do something good with it. But, yeah, that's the end of this episode of Christmas Around the World. I hope y'all enjoyed it Christmas will be here before we know it and I'm gonna I'm plan I probably won't next Thursday I will try to get an episode out next uh, by next Thursday but I might have to do it earlier because I might have to release it earlier because next weekend I'm going to be away for Thanksgiving, so, but I will, I will make it to work, I will plan it in advance, probably record episode, record episodes and have it planned to release that day, so, yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of uh, Christmas Around the World, I know I did, I've, I always love learning about the different traditions and yeah be if you want to check out my instagram it's at christmashound98 and if y'all have any ideas on what i should do for the next christmas around the world like what countries i should do or even i'm thinking about doing like different different uh like when i run out of the different countries starting doing uh like have it i'm trying to think of uh what i want to say but have a podcast for different how different holidays got started, how different uh, Christmas celebrations got started, when they got started, the whole history behind the celebrations. So, yeah. But, yeah, if y'all wanna give me, like, if y'all wanna give me, sorry, (laughs) I can't think for some reason today, but, uh, if y'all want to give me your opinion on what country I should do next for next the next few days, let me know. Uh, message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at ChristmasHound98. But yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed and see y'all in the next episode of Christmas Around the World. Bye.